0: Welcome to R, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is R/Petty Revenge, where a tailgater gets what's coming to him. Our next Reddit post is from its corona time. The community I live in has a speed limit of 25 miles per hour. It also has a connecting street to another development that leads to a main road, so people tend to cut through my neighborhood to get there. Many drivers enjoy speeding through the streets rather than following the speed limit. The local police department therefore decided to start implementing surprise speed traps right by the main entrance. I've never been stopped by one as I like to drive safely and not get tickets that I can't afford. But I often tend to end up in front of drivers who like to drive recklessly and get angry when those in front of them don't do the same. Our story begins when my car's cruise control button finally got fixed. I had long since been waiting for this because now I could finally enact Operation Petty Revenge there's a gentleman who regularly cuts through my neighborhood who owns a Dodge Challenger. For those who don't know, Challengers can get loud. Consequently, this fellow enjoys revving his engine every 100 yards or so to inform everyone nearby that this is a Dodge Challenger and its driver likely has a less than average size endowment. This morning, I found myself pulling out of my driveway right as the Challenger turned the corner and approached. And you bet your butt that I booped that cruise control button and meandered at a comfortably legal 25 miles per hour the entire ride through my neighborhood. And the driver behind me was pissed, revving his engine, riding my bumper, the works. I was loving it. The piece de resistance was when we turned onto the street right before the main entrance. Sure enough, a police car was there. Now, normally, the police puts a car there without an officer inside just to spook drivers into slowing down, but today, the universe was on my side. In his haste to pass me and continue on his merry way, the driver of the Challenger apparently didn't notice the upcoming police car, because he read the engine one more time, scooted past me on a squeal of tires, and across a double yellow line, I might add, and for good measure yelled a cordial F you to me out of his passenger window. The police car. That glorious, glorious police car. Flipped on its lights and whipped out onto the street and pulled that moron over. I haven't laughed that hard in years. Down in the comments, we have a similar story from The Virgin. I had some douchebag Kyle pull up next to me in an intersection and rev his engine like he wanted to race. He drove a Subi. I have a 2002 Honda Accord. LOL. Not effing happening and then proceed to chug a bunch of liquor with his girlfriend in the front seat while flipping me off. At the green light, the dude floors it and is immediately lit up by a state patrol. I waved to them as I drove by. You'll love to see it. Our next Reddit post is from Mistress Horror. So in seventh grade, I missed a lot of school due to medical and mental issues. That being said, all of my teachers were understanding, except one. I'm not going to lie, I don't actually remember her real name, so we'll call her Mrs. Bitter, my 7th grade English teacher. I'm sure most of you remember accelerated reading, or AR. If not, then basically the school gave all students a test to see what reading level they were on, what book ranges they can read, and how many points they would need to pass English. They would tell you to check out books, and each book had a point system on it. This was the amount of points you receive after finishing the book and taking a 10-question quiz to make sure you read it. I always scored 12+, plus, so I could read anything I wanted. That's not the point, but moving on. Well, every English class was required to allow students 30 minutes to read their AR books. They had to be AR books specifically. If it had no points, you couldn't read it during that time block. They were also required to take the class to the library once a week to check out new books or take quizzes. Being sick and absent so much, I didn't get to go to the library often. So I was always having to go to the library before or after school to do my stuff. I didn't have the best home life, so it was hard for me to go early or stay later. Well, many times I went to class, I either didn't have a book or I had a book, but it wasn't an AR book. Mrs. Bitter would go around and check every freaking book every day to make sure we were doing what we were supposed to do. If you didn't have an AR book, she gave you a warning. Three warnings and you get a detention. And needless to say, this happened to me. I was furious because Mrs. Bitter literally had a bookshelf full of AR books in her class that no one was allowed to read if they forgot their book, like me. Mrs. Bitter chastised me in front of the class and even scolded me for being absent too much. She made me cry more than once. After months of this, I decided to be petty because I was sick of her picking on me. At this point, she basically just expected me to not have an approved book. So I went into her room one morning while she wasn't there because she had bus duty and wrote down about five to ten AR books on her personal bookshelf that she wouldn't let us use. Then I hid them behind the other books. After that, I went to the library during that precious hour lunch period to start my revenge. I checked out about four or five copies of the book on that shelf. I couldn't check out any more than that. Next day, I come in and we get to the point of silent reading. Here we go. I pull out one of the books that I duplicated and began to read. Mrs. Bitter starts making her rounds to check the books. I was sitting there hoping so bad that she would do what I thought she'd do. She gets to me, I don't look at her, and I can see in my peripheral vision she's looking very hard at my book. Silently, I observed her walk directly over to the bookshelf and begin to look for what I assume was the book that she thought that I took so that I wouldn't get in trouble again. I could see that anger in her face when she couldn't find it. Mrs. Bitter fast walks over to me with her everlasting need to torture and embarrass me, grabs my book, pretty forcibly, and starts accusing me of taking a book without permission and that I would be getting another warning and detention for stealing from her. I just sat there calmly and let her finish. Then I said, Mrs. Bitter, that book is from the library, not your bookshelf. You're mistaken. She disagrees again and starts to head to her desk for a write-up. I turn and say, would you please look on the inside? It clearly shows that it belongs to the library with the checkout list and everything. Has my name right on it. She did just that, thinking she would get me for lying too. Well, I saw her face get bright red and then slowly come over to give it back. She didn't apologize for anything. In fact, I think it made her hate me even more. I was vindicated, but this wasn't enough for me. Day after day, I'd bring another duplicate book, and each time, she would stomp over to her shelf, not find her copy, and look at me with the fury of seven hells. Each time, I'd show her the library stamp when she'd approach to accuse me again. This went on for about two weeks, and I honestly think I made her feel crazy and so irritated that she couldn't pin anything on me. I also came in again one day in the morning and put all of her books back in the place as if they were there all along. I got my AR points by just reading the duplicate books and passed with an A. I still don't know why she hated me so much, but for about two weeks, I enjoyed watching her crumble every day and not being able to punish me for anything. Not the most elaborate of petty revenges, but I loved it. The fact that Mrs. Bitter wouldn't let you use her books shows that she was genuinely more interested in punishing children than in helping your education. What a garbage human being. Our next Reddit post is from Pork and Beans. So our neighbor's kids don't know boundaries and like to play in front of our house and sometimes on our driveway. We don't mind them doing that, but we find it disrespectful when they leave their toys behind our cars at the end of the day. Countless times we've had to move their stuff out of the way to get our cars out, and there have been a few times that we've had to run over their stuff and had close calls with bigger items like strollers and bikes. As my partner was taking out the trash for pickup this morning, he found one of their bikes right where we're supposed to put our trash can. Guess what ended up being mistaken for trash today? My partner's thought process was, they should be more careful where they put their stuff on trash day. He chose not to move it for all the times we had to do it for them. Whoops. Our next Reddit post is from Project Self. I was driving to work a few months ago and I was getting close. I had just two turns remaining until I got into the building. It was just a few blocks away, all side streets, no highways involved. The guy behind me is in a black BMW and he's riding my bumper the whole time. I see him checking his phone, then making angry faces at me and getting closer and closer. I speed up a bit, thinking that it might calm him down. Five miles per hour over the speed limit. Nope. Anyway, I make the first turn and I'm now on the street where my building is, maybe 600 yards up ahead. This butthole is still behind me, driving inches from behind me, and obviously pissed that I'm still going the speed limit, which is maybe 35 miles per hour on this street. So I speed up a bit and see if he does the same. I drive an 8-year-old Toyota truck, not one of the big huge ones, but not one of the small ones. I do have all-terrain tires, and I've certainly driven through pastures, over rocks, and popped a Kerberton in my time. My suspension's in good shape, and I have no problem treating my decade-old truck like a truck. Well, as I get closer to the building, there's a large speed bump in the street to get people to slow down as they approach the parking garage entrances. I look back, and I see this butthole is still riding my bumper. I remember thinking to myself that I need to slow down for the speed bump. But looking back and thinking, if I hit my brakes, this guy is gonna hit me. The plan takes shape in my mind, and I speed up. I'm doing about 45 miles per hour when I hit the speed bump, and yeehaw! I did a bit of a jump and a land, never once touching my brakes. I didn't even tap them. I gave zero warning for what was about to happen. I was watching my rearview window intensely during this because I wanted to see his reaction. He was cradling his cell phone between his ear and shoulder when he hit. The hood of his car bucked up behind me, then slams to the ground. I see him go flying out of his seat straight up. He slams his head on the roof of his BMW and his head rolls sideways from the impact. Then he slams back into his seat violently. He has a total WTF was that look on his face as he grabs the wheel with both hands to recover. And yes, he slowed right the F down after that. Our next Reddit post is from Solo. I was maybe 13 years old. My little sister, a monstrous brat, was a year younger. She was also my mother's little princess who could do no wrong. My sister often used this bias to her advantage. So our dad was working out of state one summer and agreed to fly me, my mom, and my sister to join him for a weekend. My sister got the larger of the suitcases we had available, and I got the smaller one. No big deal, but then she whined to mommy dearest that her suitcase was too heavy. I was told it was my responsibility to carry my sister's luggage throughout the trip. My little sister smirked at me as I hauled her bag to the car. Oh, and then I had to put my own bag in the car. I stood in the driveway waiting for them because they were always the last ones to get ready. I spotted a stack of bricks off to the side of the house. My father had built a barbecue and had leftover bricks. Cue the petty revenge. I managed to get six bricks stuffed inside my suitcase. My sister had to carry it from the parking lot to the airport. When we disembarked, she had to carry it to the rental car, then to the hotel. The process was repeated when we flew back home. She complained each time, but to my mom's credit, she made her carry the freaking suitcase because I had my hands full of carrying my mom and sister suitcases. When we arrived home and parked in the driveway, good old mom told me to carry all the suitcases inside. I said, OK, but I have to take care of something first. I then unzipped my suitcase and dumped the bricks before carrying it inside. My sister burst out in tears and demanded my mother punish me. I was threatened with all kinds of things, but I think the only thing that happened was a scolding and a few threats if I ever did anything like that in the future. Our next Reddit post is from Topsy Turf, So I have two older brothers that I'll be talking about in this story. For simplicity's sake, let's call them brother one and brother two. Brother one is the one-upper. He has a classic case of green mushroom syndrome. No matter what the situation is, the context, whatever, he has to be on top. It makes having normal conversation with him virtually impossible. I'll give you a few examples of the types of responses he gives to normal everyday situations and conversations. Wow, this burrito from Chipotle is incredible. I need to eat here more often. Ugh, Ooh. holy cow, dude, those suck. There's this burrito place like a mile from here that is absolutely the best. Nothing is better than it hands down. Another example. I've been listening to this podcast recently. It's called the H3 Podcast and it's so funny. You should check it out, man. I think you'd like it. Oh, God, no. F that. I hate H3H3. Totally not my humor and not something that I want to listen to. I'd rather listen to Rhett and Link's Ear Biscuits so much better. You get the point. This is something that's been an issue as long as I can remember. He craves this sort of interaction so he can somehow feel like he wins the conversation or something. Well, this is where Brother 2 comes in. Brother 2 is incredibly intelligent. He's quick-witted and can give a 200 IQ response in the right moment. He's typically a quiet observer and generally doesn't interact with Brother 1 often because of how these interactions usually play out. Brother 2 and I tend to talk about the one-up mentality of Brother 1 relatively often since it's something that's such a defining quality of his personality. Brother 2 and I have nearly lost our minds having to deal with these sort of interactions. So the petty revenge story starts here. Brother 1 is sitting at the kitchen table eating some fast food and drinking a Blue Monster Energy Drink. Brother 2 walks in, sees the Energy Drink, and seizes the moment. Hey man, what do you think about Rockstar Energy Drink? That stuff is so good. Ugh. Ugh. That stuff is nasty. No way. Nope. That stuff sucks. You know what's better? Venom energy drink. Absolutely the best. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I'll have to try that. What about Red Bull? That stuff is to die for. I always used to drink it back in college. Oh, no, no, that stuff tastes like piss. No way I could drink that crap. Venom is my energy drink choice. Nothing is better than it. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it eventually. It must be really good if you speak so highly of it. But honestly, my favorite is Blue Monster. There's nothing better than that. Brother One, completely oblivious to the fact that he's been guzzling this blue monster down, instinctively responds, Ew! Ugh! No, no, no. That stuff is nasty. Ugh! Dude, stop bugging me about energy drinks, man. Venom is number one. End of story. At this point, Brother Two soaked the moment in. He waited until Brother One obviously noticed that he was drinking that exact energy drink, then said, Oh, dude, then why are you drinking a Blue Monster right now? I thought you said that stuff was nasty. The look on Brother One's face was priceless. He had no words, choked down his food silently, and fled the kitchen. The revenge was so petty, and that moment has lived on between Brother Two and I ever since that was our slash petty revenge and if you like this content then check out my patreon where i publish episodes that were banned from youtube also be sure to follow my podcast because i put out new reddit podcast episodes every single day